Happy Sunday, everyone. Good to see you guys. Yours is the kingdom. All right, let's pray. Good to see everyone. Is Vinny back there? Who's, who's, uh, who's in charge back there? Julie? Okay, testing out your new lights, Vinny. Looks good. Looks good. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are the teacher. We acknowledge your presence. We do nothing without you. Father, we are clothed in the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We give our, our lives to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it is better that I go away, that I will send you the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here and that you are God on the earth. And we are the body of Christ. We are Jesus on the earth. He's the head and we're the body. And together we still do the works of God in this earth. Jesus said, greater works will you do in my name. And Father, as a body, we do do greater works together in your name, in Jesus' name. And we say 2024 is going to be the best year ever. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen and amen. We just want to welcome everyone who is watching online and around the world. You are going to be blessed tonight, amen. That felt good saying that. Watching online and around the world. Tuning in to Living Word, where the life of God comes forth. Through your computer, your cell phone, and your TV, whatever you're watching on. So, praise God. Hallelujah. So, guys, I'm really excited about what I'm going to talk about tonight. <clears throat> super, uh, super excited. I know God's going to do some good stuff uh, for all of us tonight. So, um, uh, when Pastor passed the mic to me, everyone was like, yay, yay. But I don't care. I don't care if you're half dead. I don't care if you're half asleep. I don't, I don't care if you come to church just to catch up on your nap time. I'm going to get blessed. I don't care. The person, you know, the, the pipe gets just as much, you know, as the, those who are receiving. So I'm excited about what God has for tonight. If you had any, anything about you, you would tune in to what the Holy Spirit's going to do. We're going to have fun. At the end of the service tonight, I do want to pray for everyone. I just want to get that in you now. If you're not the type of person who comes up for prayer, I just want you to kind of get that out of your system. We want to lay hands on you. We want to impart the anointing of God on you, okay, what God has for us. <clears throat> Check this out. Making 2024 the best year ever. 2024 has the potential of being your best year on this earth. And actually, you need to get it in your spirit now that 2024 is going to be your best year. You know what? Some of us, listen, some of us have had some rocky years in the past. 2019 might not have been good. 2016 might not have been good. 2012, all of that is just water under the bridge. All we have now is 2024, and our expectation in God is that 2024 is going to be the best year that we have ever been on this planet, amen? amen. It really is. So at the beginning of this year, um, so we're, we're technically, you know, if you started the fast on the 8th with the church, we're technically still fasting through today, and then tomorrow would be the uh, break of the fast, okay? God just identified all the carnal people in the church, starting with Vinny. <laughs> he, ha he has like a Korean sub on his mind or something like that. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but you clapped really loud, Vinny. <clears throat> so <laughs> so as, we, as we've been praying and, uh, you know, our time of fasting and prayer is an awesome time. We, we literally do this with the body of Christ. There's so many churches 
I know this, Pentecostal, Word of Faith, Holy Spirit churches have, have, been, have been doing 21-day fasts at the beginning of the year for many, many, many years, okay? Many years. But now I'm noticing Baptist churches, denominational churches, you go on their website, and they're starting to do 21-day fast too. So the body of Christ is literally coming into the new year fasting and praying before God. So as my wife and I have been fasting and praying before God, God gave me this word uh, for me for 2024, and uh, let's put that up here. 2024 is a desire-fulfilled tree of life year. 2024 is a desire-fulfilled tree of life year. So when the Lord started giving that to me, I I knew what this was. I knew this is a scripture. And this is part B of the scripture that I never really paid attention to. I would always pay attention to the first part of the scripture. And let's look here and look at what the scripture is. It says here, Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I would usually just end there. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Does anyone know what hope deferred is? Picture being 12 years old, okay? You don't have a lot of power in your life. You can't, you can't drive. You can't do things on your own. You rely on your parents to do everything. So if there's an exciting thing coming up, that's a big deal in your life. So let's say two weeks away, you're going to get together with your friends. You're going to go to you know, a skate park or some type of amusement park, and it's going to be a fun day. And so as a 12-year-old, you're just each day, you're just so anxious You're so anxious that it's getting closer and closer. And the day before you're supposed to go to the amusement park with your friends, your parents say to you, you know what? We're going to have to postpone that trip. It doesn't look like the weather's going to be good. And all of your hopes that you've been looking for just dashed. And this scripture makes a lot of sense. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you're hoping and longing and wanting something and it doesn't come to pass, you just kind of have a sick heart. All of us, if you've lived long enough on this earth, you know what it feels like to really want something to happen or something to happen in your family or something to happen with people you love, and then it doesn't come to pass, so you just kind of have that, uh, you know, I'm not fulfilled. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I'm familiar because I've been on this earth long enough with this scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick, and then I would just never pay attention to this part. I would just be like, that's why you feel sad, because hope's been deferred, okay? The things you really wanted haven't come to pass. But the Holy Spirit, um, this year during the fast, started to bring to me desire-fulfilled tree of life. That 2024 is going to be the, the part of having not hopes deferred and heart sick, but your desires that God has put in your heart fulfilled. And that your life would be like a tree of life. Amen. So my so my I turned it into a confession. You can go back to that other slide. My confession is 2024 is a desire fulfilled tree of life year in Jesus name. Now let me say this. Well, let me let me give you an example of what I'm going to say. Many many years ago my wife got a word and uh, when when I say get a word there was ministry being done in the Holy Spirit and people were praying for different people and I forget who it was. She was in the middle of a congregation. Someone came and prayed over her and then spoke a word over her. And up until this time, I never heard this saying before. I've heard it since, but I never heard it then. And they said to her, God just wants you to know to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey, right? So what it means is sometimes we can be so stressed out in life, right, that we're kind of missing the fact that we're on a journey and we should, God wants you to enjoy, to have joy during this thing. So when I heard her get that word, I said, ooh, that's good. I'm taking that. I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to stress out. I'm going to cast all my cares on the Lord, for he cares for me. What I can't figure out, he gets it. He takes it. He's going to work it out. I'm going to enjoy my journey. I know the word was for her, but that's anointed. I'm taking it for me. And I did. I took the word as mine, okay? I say that to say this. If something rings in your spirit about this, that 2024 is a desire-fulfilled tree of life year, take it to. That should be your confession. 2024 is a desire-fulfilled year for me. 
No more hope sick. No more hope deferred. No more things not coming to pass. No more I have a dream and I never see it anymore. No more. My expectation is going to be on the second part of that scripture that this is a desire fulfilled tree of life year. High expectation. That, that's what I'm doing. I have high expectations for what God is going to do this year, and this is exciting. Go back to our, our title screen, 2024, how do we make this the best year ever? The best year ever. I'm going to talk about some practical steps that we need to take to make 2024 uh, awesome in God. And number one, I want to bring up the fact that we are on a fast. Just by a show of hands, how many people have participated in the fast in some way? Okay, cool. That's a lot of people. Wow. All right, online, raise your hand if you participated. Okay, if you're watching this at a later date, fast for three days, then stop and come back to this, okay? And then you can go and check this out. So we need to take the momentum that we gained through prayer and fasting for 21 days, and we need to continue with that momentum. A lot of us have been built up spiritually. A lot of us have seen strongholds break. A lot of us have seen weight fall off. We've seen some good stuff, right? And we need to continue in that momentum. When you get older, okay, I don't know what older is, maybe over um, 30, I don't know. Over 30, you, you begin this weird crawl in life that each year your weight just keeps sneaking up. So if we're, if we're like looking at a graph, your weight just slowly keeps going up. Like, what the heck? My mother, who was like 5'4", she was like 5'4". I watched my mother slowly over the years gain weight, gain weight, gain weight. She's 5'4". She was over 200 pounds. 200 pounds. She eventually lost that. I think she, she got sick and went to the hospital and then had a long recovery, and that like trimmed her down and she stayed down after that but like slowly, slowly, slowly. But we found out through fasting, okay, that your weight goes down, it goes down, it goes down. You, you need to, even in a practical way for your lives, you need to exercise some self-control, maybe not eat everything you want, okay? Maybe, maybe like, uh, you know, America tells you you need three meals a day, all right? Maybe you just need two. Maybe you need one, all right? Let's get the scale going in the opposite direction, okay? We realize we're not going to die. You're going to feel better. You're going to live longer. Do you know that Americans commit suicide with their fork? But eating all the junk and the crap and, the, you know, shortening their lives and hypertension and stuff like that. So, you know, if you see that trend in a, in a good way, let's continue what's happening even in the natural, but... A lot of us, the Bible says that we're to pray and to fast. So a lot of us got more spiritual uh, food coming into us. We got more prayer time. We get our confessions. We, would, we wouldn't turn on TV. We would watch spiritual things. We need to continue those things after our fast. Do not lose the momentum that you had. Okay? You guys have some great spiritual momentum right now. You should make a plan. Okay? Vinny? Have that big meal, okay? Maybe have one or two of them, but after that, get back on the plan, okay? So let me, let me give you an example, okay? So last year, as my wife and I came off the plan, we determined to continue a uh, three-day fast at the beginning of every month, okay? And our three-day fast was, uh, was a six-to-six six fast based on this scripture, Judges 20, 26. Look here. Then all the Israelites went up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord and fasted until evening. And they also brought up burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord, and the Israelites went up seeking direction from the Lord. So how many people know that God spoke to them as they did that? But they fasted until evening. So what we decided to do was to do a six-to-six six fast at the first three days of every month, okay, last year. And so if you look at this calendar here, what we have is we have our 21-day fast. And then at the beginning of each month, one, two, three, 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 okay? So this does a couple things. Number one, 
I realized after, I realized that, you know, uh, a month usually consists of average about 30 days. And so when you're fasting the first three days to God, okay, you're literally giving God a tithe of the month, that you're putting him first, right? So, so when you do that, you always get God's attention. Whenever God is put first, he's just like, wait a second, what? You get his attention, okay? A lot of people, I, one of the things that bugs me, okay, is when I run into lukewarm Christians and they're just like, hey, you know what? Uh, I know I should be in church, but I have a hard time getting out of bed. It kind of it bothers me now. It's like, okay, God's last. He's laster than last, okay? And that, and, okay, I'm going to get a little dramatic, but this is how I think. I picture this person in hell, burning in hell, and reverberating in their cell is, I just can't get out of bed. I just can't get out of bed. Fraternity. While they burn. Are you kidding me? Do you even know what you're saying? So lukewarmness, things like that. So it's just like... So, so it bothers me to hear, you know, lukewarm Christians as far as that goes because God is last. If you're this type of person, just pray about it, guys. You know what? Um, I like to pray um, at night um, because I let my whole day get ahead of me. I do everything else, and then I give God my last. And if I'm lucky, I don't fall asleep and go into dreamland, and then God gets another day of no attention from me. How many people realize that there's a difference between when you put God first and you put God, eh, he doesn't even like second. Seek, seek me first. Seek me early and I will be found. So I found out that, you know, as we give God a tithe of the month, that it's like, yeah, we're putting God first. We're seeking him first, that this is something that got, get God's attention, okay? And then... To me, fasting, fasting just puts your flesh in check, okay? So um, I, w I was recently telling some people, I, I take note of the ministers, you know, on TV, online, this and that, who I know are ministers who fast and pray because I know they're putting down their flesh. I know they're doing things that keep their flesh. And then there's some ministers on TV, and they're, they're super cool, and, you know, they say all the cool things, and, and they're just, they just seem, they seem, they seem carnally hip and spiritually weak. And there was one guy that, um, you know, who had a big church, and we actually went to see him live and stuff, and, and I think, I think he, I think he had a see-through shirt on, and definitely the buttons were like down to here, and it just kind of put some red flags to me, like, like okay, you know. And all the girls in the congregation were like, "Amen, <laughs> amen." And he was he was like super low body fat, you know, like 0.1 percent, and big muscles, you know. And so, and he had talent, right? He had talent. He could speak, right? But there was just something about that that seemed really fleshy, right? Like super fleshy. And um, what happened is when COVID shut down their church, he got bored and got an affair, cheated on his wife and lost his church and all this type of stuff. And it's just like, we need to keep our flesh under. We don't need to live a life that's all fleshy and just loose and see-through shirts and button-down of hair and that type of stuff. We need to seek first the kingdom of God. We need to put our flesh under. We need to put those things under. And when, when, you, and when we're giving God the tithe of our month, we're reminding God that we're keeping our flesh under. We're keeping it in check. It's... Fasting is not a time of joy usually. It's a time of mourning. That's why Vinny yelled so loud when he was just like, Woo! I get to eat. Vinny, I looked at you the other day. I looked at you the other day, and I said, He is skinny. Like, like concentration camp skinny. So, Vinny, you need to eat something, okay? Vinny, tell the truth. I knew you when you were heavy, right? I knew him. Vinny had, Vinny had round cheeks. He, he no longer has that. Vinny is, Vinny is skinny. He's a skinny guy. 
So, <clears throat> praise God. Fasting keeps your flesh in check. And if you fast on a regular basis, you keep your flesh in check on a regular basis. You don't let yourself get out of control. You don't let yourself get loose. You don't let yourself get spiritually undisciplined. And that's a good thing for us. That's a really good thing for us. Let's keep the momentum going. I would love for you guys to do this. This is just a suggestion. This is what we're going to do. But, you know, if, if it speaks to you, go for it. It will be a spiritual discipline that keeps God first and lays the foundation for an amazing 2024. An amazing. We're going to have the best year ever. But go back. Go back to the calendar. But this might have to be part of it. A best year ever is a part that we have spiritual discipline and we're going for God. Amen? In 2024, here's another thing. We're going to have to lighten the load in 2024. Some of us are walking around with heavy, heavy packages of weight, and we're trying to run the race with all this weight. And I'm not talking about your physical weight. I'm talking about spiritual weight on us. And you are not running fast, okay? We're going to have to lighten the load in 2024. Hebrews 12.1 says there, this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. You're going to have to strip off some weights in 2024 so that you can run the race. Some of the baggage that you had in 2023 cannot come with you into 2024. It needs to knock off. You need to make a good decision that if you're going to have your best life ever in 2024 in Christ, that some of this baggage cannot come with you, okay? Because it'll keep you in bondage. Someone said this before, and I believe it. It says, there's a broken heart in every row. So when we're standing in church and we see all the rows of people, there are people who are just bound with such troubles, such sins, such things. And so we see everyone smiling, but not everyone has a happy life. Ephesians 5.18 says this. Let's talk about this quick. Do not be drunk with wine. Some of us have to make up our, a decision as a Christian that we're going to stay away from the booze. We're going to stay away from alcohol, all, all forms of it, okay? And, like, this gets some people uncomfortable. I've talked to people who literally have a theological doctrine on why they can drink. I'm like, are you serious? The Bible says drunkenness is a work of the flesh. Fasting is what puts the flesh down so that your spirit can rise up. There is nothing good in drunkenness, okay? I talked to someone recently um, who we knew since he was a child, and, um, and he got in a car accident, and he said he was drinking, and unfortunately, when he got in the car accident, he hit a police car and injured the police officer. Lots of trouble, guys. Lots of trouble. My wife and I had uh, uh, people, Christians, mock us because we didn't drink, and we just held our ground like, are you, are you serious, bro? Like, you're getting on me because we don't drink? I'm, I'm like, you're on very shaky scriptural ground here. And one, one of the people who kind of like, you know, ends up becoming a flaming alcoholic. We don't want to see that, but you know where this goes. Because when you feed the flesh with drunkenness and things like that, your flesh will try to kill you. It wants more and more and more and more. It will literally kill you and put you in the grave. So honestly, there's people in our congregation, they deal with prescription drugs, alcohol abuse, things like that. 2024 needs to be the year where we shut it down and we get serious about it. Some people might have to go into rehab. Some people might have to take serious steps. But trust me. You want to be free. You want to make decisions. You don't want to live your life. I, I know some people who um, um, there are people that we're close to, and if there's a family party and stuff like that, they would come to, come to the party, or if we had an event, they would come to the event, but they don't come anymore. They don't, they don't come to anything anymore because they're bound with prescription drugs. 
you get in an injury, you, you, hurt, you hurt your toe, and then the doctor lets you leave with oxytocin, is that what it is, oxycotton, oxycodone? I'm like, are you serious? I could have just used a Tylenol. But they write prescriptions, and the next thing you know, you're hooked because it's like addictive, right? So technically, I'm not going to say it's your fault, but let's make decisions to do something to get these weights off us because they will strip your God-given uh, life from receiving all the blessing that you can have from him. Some people say this, you know what? I just like to have a little drink because it chills me out and it soothes my anxiety. But the Bible says this. Let's read the rest of the scripture. Do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you one thing. If you want to chill out and remove all anxiety, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is true. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, everything around you can look bad and you're still laughing. <laughs> it has nothing to do with your external. It's the internal. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't, you don't want that stuff. You don't need it. You realize why God said, don't be drunk with wine. Be filled. And so your, your goal needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the things of God. Coming out to church is a sign to me you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So dropping some of the weights, the things that, that run our race. Believe it or not, some of, us, some of our entertainment are the weights that hold us in demonic bondage. Okay? So let me give you an example. Some of us will, you know, will take the devil and you'll like kick him out of your house. Devil, you get out of my house. You go in the name of Jesus. Get out. And you kick him out the front door and you shut the door. And then you go and you sit down and you turn on the TV and he crawls right back in again. And we have no discernment to understand that the things you watch invite those wicked spirits back into your home. They really do. And for us to drop the weights, we need to, we need to analyze what's weighing us down. You know why you're not a super Christian? It's because we're passively taking in wickedness. So my wife and I, uh, for many, many years, many, 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 many years, have subscribed to a filtering service that will take the movie you want to watch or whatever, and it will remove all swears, sex, violence, and it doesn't even say, oh my G-O-D, you could just turn them all off. You can do that. They filter it. Thanks to the Mormons in Utah, they've set up this thing where they watch the pornography and filter it out, and then we don't have to. So the name of it is this, if you're wondering. I, you picture that guy, his job, you know? That's bad. That one's bad, too. <laughs> Woo! So... <laughs> It's called Clear Play, just in case anyone's interested. See how happy that guy is? So we have this service that will, you know, we'll watch a movie, and it won't, it won't have any of that stuff in it. I call it zingers. You know, you just get zinged. Mm, oof. If I'm around a Christian, and all of a sudden they're dropping, like, swears and saying SHI and all this stuff, I'm just like, I know what you've been watching lately. Because the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't take in filth and not have it come out of your mouth. Okay? If I drop a hammer on your foot right now, what comes out? Jesus. Jesus! If Jesus is going in, that's what will come out. If that's not what's going in, ooh, close the kid's ears. Okay? So, you know, we, uh, we want to make sure that what's going in us is good. So there's a filtering service. And uh, so let me, let me give you a little story. So we were watching uh, a movie, a Batman movie. You know, superhero movies, you guys, right? How many people like superhero movies? How many have had too much of superhero movies? But back when we didn't have too much, we were watching Batman The Dark Knight, actually directed by a great director, Christopher Nolan. I, I super like him a lot. So let's turn on The Dark Knight here, right here. And um, so in The Dark Knight, this is the Joker, right, guys? Okay, because I, I, I'm just trying to remember. So the Joker is the main villain in The Dark Knight. So, you know, even though the swears are gone and things like that, 
Um, what you do is when you have a bad character, you set up the bad character in the story by having him do a couple bad things. So, and then it establishes his character. That's just kind of movie making. So as they establish the, the Joker's character, you find out that he's a crazy, murderous person. So in the first few scenes, he personally kills a few people. I forget how. And then a few scenes later, he kills more people, and I'm like, ugh, this, this is disgusting, right? Like, we understand he's murderous. And then he keeps on murdering people, and I said, whoa, even with the filter, we're stopping. There's like a spirit of murder on this movie. Like, we couldn't even continue watching it. I looked up online, guys. The Joker explicitly is shown killing himself 30 people in the movie. That's, that, we need to have spiritual discernment, like, you know what? Th this is not coming in my spirit, okay? I understand he'll kill a few, we know he's bad, let's get on with the story, but it's sadistic. It's like, it's like going into the life of a, ugh, it was, it was a spirit of murder. That would get on you, and then you'd go back in your post office job and then shoot everyone in your job, like, that's a spirit. It's a spirit, okay? Do you, do you want to know why America solves their problems by shooting up the office and stuff like that? It's a spirit of murder, okay? And as Christians, we need to be like, nah, we, we don't need to do that, okay? And I'm saying this is even with, like, filtering, right? No, couldn't watch the end of it. I don't know how the movie ends. Don't know anything about it. We stopped. So, again, we're watching another movie, and this one is, a, like, a really cute movie, you guys, okay? You can put up the, the next one. This one is about the founder of McDonald's. Oh, this is gonna be a heartwarming movie. Super cute. There's Michael Keaton, great actor. And as this movie goes on, we're starting to see in the storyline that there's a woman, so he's a married man, and this woman starts coming into his life, and we see them getting flirty on the road. And we're just like, mm, we know where this is going, stop. Why do we want to watch or be entertained with adultery? Why? Why? That's a spirit too. And so we're, so we're all <laughs> entertainment. That's not entertainment. That's a spirit from hell trying to get on you and oppress your mind. My wife and I have known people that they went to some event or did something, and when they left that event, well, let me, be, let me be more explicit. It was a woman, and you can correct me later because I know I have the details wrong, but this is the, the thing. It was a woman who went to a bachelorette party, and what happened at that bachelorette party was not godly. And when she left, she was a different person, and walked out of her marriage and cheated on her husband over and over and over again. We're like, something got on her. It's a spirit, it's real. It's a spirit. We need to live a life of holiness before God. We need to have a spirit inside of us. Like when you're watching the guy form McDonald's and you know this is gonna go in a way that is ungodly, we need to be like, nah, stop. Like you can't filter out a bad storyline. That's still going to be, even with all the filters, that's going to get you, okay? So for us, we need to be careful. And, and you know what? You might have to drop the weights of what entertains you in from 2023 to have the best 2024 ever. You want to run the race without the bags on you. You want to run hard. You want to run fast. Others of you may realize that the people you run with now are literally the people that hold you back in your life. They're going in the exact opposite direction. You do not need to be around people that are pulling you in the wrong direction. When I got born again, when I got born again, um, I was dating someone. I was dating someone for years. I get saved. I'm spiritually made brand new. This person isn't spiritually made brand new. And we're literally, you could feel in the spirit that we were just pulling apart. And it was just like just the most uncomfortable, terrible feeling ever 
that it's like, oh, I care about this person, but you know, this is, this is not right. And so when that ended, I had such relief. I, I, this is what I said, Father, I am not dating another person until you bring me my wife. I never wanna go through that again. It was such turmoil. When you're trying to run for God and someone's pulling you back, See, we have to have wisdom. Who's in your life that's pulling your back? Who are your bad influences? Who are the ones? 2024 is going to have to be a year that says, I love you, but we can't run together. Some, some of you are thinking, oh, that's my husband. That's my wife. You can't, you can't, you can't tell your wife or your husband <laughs> that I'm leaving. There's no Bible grounds for that. You're just going to have to say, it's unfortunate that you married me because I am going to pray for you and you are going to become a man or a woman of God in Jesus' name. But I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising. And be bold about it. Be bold, okay? Have Pastor Ed pray for a prayer cloth and stick it under their pillow. I had a dream last night. I was on a treadmill and devil was chasing me. That's right. That's right. Some of us are going to have to run with a new pack. You know, you, you want to hear my favorite uh, pack right now? So, you know, run with a new pack. It's not the worldly pack. You need to run with a, the new pack. My favorite pack of people right now are our Bible school students. They are absolutely by far my favorite group of people. Here's why. All of these people are super hungry to grow in God. So they made a commitment. My Monday night, I am going to come. I'm going to go to Bible school. I'm going to learn. If you, leave, if you leave someone's spiritual development up to them, number one, they don't know how to do. They don't know what to do. They're not disciplined. They don't know what to read. And so they kind of get shipwrecked in their faith. But when you go to Bible school, they're giving you subjects and things that are amazing that you would have never picked for yourself. And you're around a group of people who are all like, yes, let's go for it. Okay, Bible school is not for people who feel they're called to ministry. Bible school is for people who want more of God and are not satisfied where you are, period. I was, rec I was recently talking to uh, someone who was older. I don't know how old they were, maybe in their 60s or 70s. And I said, you know what? You're hungry. You need to go to Bible school. And they're like, I believe the Holy Spirit's been showing me that. Age means nothing. You need to get around a pack of people who are all hungry and going for God. There's, there's nothing like that to get a new bunch of friends who are hungry for the things of God. So for me, I, we teach in the Bible school, so I might be a little biased, but what, a, what an awesome, awesome thing that we have and an awesome bunch of people. Okay, so that's the weights, okay? Everyone go like this. Drop the weights. Go ahead. Look foolish. Look foolish for Jesus. If you're not doing it, God wants to humble you. People. <clears throat> you can't make me do it. You can't make me do it. <clears throat> God, God set me free of, of uh, myself many years ago. Do you want to hear how? So I remember like, you know, being young and cool and being in church and they would all be like, everyone dance. And I'd be like, no, you know, just like, just like reserved, right? And I remember uh, pastor, pastor, uh, we were having a wild service and pastor called everyone up to the front to dance before the Lord. Everyone come and dance before the Lord. And literally, you guys, all the old ladies and the girls went up. And the Holy Spirit said, get up there. Get up there really strong. So I'm just like, <laughs> just me and all the ladies. Woo! I got free of myself that night. I'm just like, get me out of the way. This is awesome. I don't care what I look like. I don't care whatever. If they tell me to shake my heavy bands, we shake them off. It's like get free of yourself. Some of you might need to get free yourself. You might be a little too, too cool for school. So as we drop our weights, you can't run the race with your 2023 weights. They have to come off. We're running fast. We're running free in 2024. But you know what? You need a vision. 
You can't come into 2024 without a vision, okay? Look here, Habakkuk 2.2 says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. God knows that you need to write down the vision. It needs to be plain so that you can read it and see it. Without a vision, the Bible says, my people perish. A vision is a goal. A vision is a direction. A vision focuses your activity. It's a way to believe God for big things. And without a vision, every day becomes wake up, go to work, come home, eat, watch TV, go to sleep, repeat. Wake up, work, eat, TV, sleep. And what you do is you get on a hamster wheel of life. To me, that's, that's just depressing. There's got to be more than the grind. There's got to be more. That's where vision comes in. You've got to have vision for more. Let's end, let's end our fasting with a determination to seek God in this final moments for vision for 2024. Now, one of the practical things you can do, and we've, we've done it with our middle school kids, we've done it with our youth kids, and they even did it in children's church, is you can do something known as vision boards. So we taught for four weeks to write the vision down put it on tablets, and make it plain. And what we did is we had these kids pray, God, what do I want to believe for in 2024? What do I want to see come to pass that's not happening in our lives? So the kids just wrote down what they wanted. They made a list of the things they wanted. And then we say, okay, guys, we're going to get boards. You're going to cut out these pictures, and you're going to have them in your room or wherever where you can see the vision and make it plain. Every day, you're going to say, God, that's what I'm believing for. That's what I'm believing for. That's what I'm believing for. And we made sure they had spiritual goals, school goals, financial goals, stuff goals, stuff you want, all of these things. If, they're not, if it's not before you, you'll get on the hamster wheel and forget about it. You need to keep the vision before you. You need to have a vision for 2024. So my wife and I, we also have an, a vision board. It's an, we, it's an electronic one. It's on our phones. And so we download pictures. We save it in a folder. Sometimes we write words on it. And every day in our prayer closet, we'll go through our vision board and look and just keep it before us. Yep. God, that's what we're believing. Father God, I believe. And most of the stuff on my vision board is not stuff that I can do. God has to be involved or this won't come to pass. So I just say, Father, I believe you are more than enough to make this happen in my life. I know I can't do it, but you can do it. Some of the things on my vision board, I can do, and it refocuses me. Father, thank you that that's my goal. I need to stay on track with this goal, okay? But we keep it before us, okay? We keep it before us. It's a biblical principle to do it. So let me give you an example of one of the things that I have on our vision board. And this might seem funny to you, but I'm really believing for this, okay? You can, you can believe with me. In, in my house, you guys, okay, in where, where we live, we have nine people living in our house, okay? We have six bedrooms in our house. We have two kitchens. We have two laundry areas. Outside, we have 16 farm animals. We have a ton of potential mess constantly in our house. And I'm like, you know what? We need help. Sh show my picture. We need an Alice. And I'm believing God. I'm believing God in the name of Jesus Christ for an everything helper in Jesus' name. Okay? I, I am. Listen, if Mrs. Brady can have an Alice... And Captain Von Trapp and the Sound of Music can have Julie Andrews watch his children. Then God will get us something to help. Now, listen, people will say to me, do you know how much it costs to get someone to help like that? I'm like, I, I do, but I'm putting it out there anyways. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what might seem impossible. I don't care. That's my vision. That's what we want. That's what we're believing God for. So when I run into my Alice, okay, you're going to know why 
because we had it as a vision. We have a lot more on our vision board, but that I wanted to bring that one out because some of you might think that practical little things in your life are some, God's not interested in that. He's very interested in that. He's very interested in every speck of your life if you allow him to get involved in that part of your life, every speck. So when you're making your vision board, you guys, and creating vision, it should be like this. What frustrates the mm out of me, okay? So for us, it may be like be a dirty house, dishes everywhere, the, you know, things like that. We need help, okay? Put it on the vision board, all right? What, what are we believing for in our job? What are we believing for spiritually? What are we believing for in the anointing? What do we want our kids to look like? Put it on the vision board. Put it on the vision board. Put it on the vision board. And keep it before you because your faith and expectation for what God can do, you will see miracles in your life. Which brings me to my last point, you guys. Does anyone know how long we've gone so far? We've gone negative 13 minutes and 23 seconds. I'm going for a record, you guys. Negative 72. We can make it. <clears throat> Here's the last thing. You need, you, you need this. This is key. You need an expectation. You, you need to expect God to come through. Can you, can you go to the um, one about uh, vision fulfilled? Okay, desire fulfilled. 2024 is a desire fulfilled tree of life year. I expect this. I 100% expect this. Okay? Without expectation, you don't have faith. It would, so here's what you shouldn't do. Um, God, I, I hope... I hope you'll fill my desires, and I hope it's a tree of life here. That's not expectation. That's not expectation. If we look at the woman who touched the garment of Jesus, we see what expectation is. She said, if I touch, I'll be healed. I have an issue, I have an issue of blood, okay? She's bleeding, and she goes, if I can just touch, I will. That's an expectation. I will have a year of fulfillment Amen. and a tree of life. Will. Amen. I'm not going to speak any other thing. My expectation of faith is all on God. Amen. I will. I will not be denied in Jesus' name. So the woman with the issue of blood, let's actually look at the scripture. When she touched it, she was healed. And look at this. This is awesome. Uh, Luke 8. Jesus says this, okay? So there's this huge crowd around Jesus, a ton of people, and she sneaks in and grabs his garment, okay? And she was healed. And look what Jesus said, who touched me? So there's a ton of people around Jesus, and everyone deny it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is touching you, okay? The whole crowd is touching you, Okay? But he said, but Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out of me. Listen, you can have a whole church load of people, and there could be one person that says, I am going to have a desire-fulfilled tree of life life. This is going to be my 2024 and you are literally going to pull power from heaven to make that happen in the name of Jesus. And everyone else is going to be around saying, I hope I do. I hope I have a good year. I hope this is going to be a good year. And you're, all, you're just a crowd. Who's pulling so that God goes, wait, who was that? Who just pulled power out of me? Faith expectation pulls power out of God. And I like how Jesus, can you keep going? I like what Jesus said. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Next, daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well go in peace. What is your expectation for this year? It better be high. 
It better be heaven getting attention. I am getting the attention of heaven. We are, we are going to have the best year ever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're not going to be part of the crowd. Does anyone have any of these bugs at their house? You know what my wife says? Don't kill it. I'll be like ready to put it outside. It's like 11 degrees out. What are you doing? Don't kill that. Go put them up in the curtain. We're like in, they're like breeding in my house and they're everyone. Don't kill it, okay? Honey, when the warm weather comes, I'm gonna go, you're free! You're free! They're gonna go <laughs> They're harmless, but they're everywhere. They're probably from China. They're probably invasive species from China. From China, China. So check this out, 2 Corinthians, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 16.9 says this, <clears throat> 2 Chronicles, sorry, 2 Chronicles 16.9, look here, come back, for the eyes, this is literally what God is doing, God is doing this constantly, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. He's like, who can I show off through? Who has expectation? Who is pulling on me? Who wants to see me move? Who wants to have the best year ever? Who wants to walk in the blessing of God? Who wants a raise and an increase? Who wants to see their family saved? Who is literally expecting it? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Jesus says this, when I return to the earth, will I find faith in the earth? All of you better say, that's right. You'll find it here. I don't know about him, and I don't know about her, but you will find it here, Jesus. Some people, religious people are like, I don't know. Will he find faith in me? Yes, he will. It's up to you. It is up to you. Your expectation needs to be for a blessed year in the name of Jesus. Confess your scriptures. Rejoice in the face of hardships. Declare that this year will be the best year ever in the name of Jesus. How many people believe that? Amen and amen.